0: to my podcast. Today is the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time and in our parish this is First Holy Communion Sunday. So in the podcast today I'd like to share with you some of the things that I will be saying because I'm recording this before the Sunday Masses. I'd like to share with you some of the things that I will say to the children in the First Holy Communion Mass that I will be offering This uh, Saturday evening, but also some comments on the scripture readings of this Sunday of the 25th of ordinary time. So let's begin first with some commentary on the scriptures. In today's first reading uh, from the prophet Isaiah, we hear that the heavens are as high above earth as God's ways are above our ways, God's thoughts above our thoughts. And yet, while God is far beyond us, as the psalm tells us, he is close to us, close to all who call him from their hearts. God is always ready to come to us when we give him a sincere welcome. God's kindness and God's compassion towards us has been shown clearly and fully in Jesus Christ who is present and active when we come together as his people to offer the Holy Mass. Today we hear in the Gospel reading the parable of the workers in the vineyard. This parable is very much like the parable of the prodigal son. The owner of the vineyard is like the father. The first hired labourers are like the older, faithful brother. And the last hired labourers are like the prodigal son. The labourers hired early in the day are upset by the behaviour of the landowner and the elder brother of the prodigal son is upset by the behaviour of his father. Both think that they are being treated unjustly. The parable of the prodigal son focuses on God's unconditional love while this parable of the workers in the vineyard focuses on God's generosity. God's goodness is for every one of his children. All we have to do with his help is to turn to him. And now to turn to what I will say to the children making the First Holy Communion. And first of all, I will tell them two stories. The first one is about Napoleon Bonaparte, the French emperor, who many of us, probably all of us, have heard of. And you may know that in the early decades of the 19th century, Napoleon conquered most countries of Europe, and wish to conquer the whole world. He was once asked, what was the most important day in your life? Now people expected answers like the day of his coronation as emperor, the day of his royal wedding, the day of his famous victories. But surprisingly, Napoleon said, the most important and most memorable day of my life... Was my first communion day. Now, Napoleon was not a saint in this life, but it makes us think, doesn't it? A very worldly man who sought after worldly glory was also able to recognize the enormous value of receiving our Lord in Holy Communion. I will say to the children that I hope and pray that for each one of them making their first Holy Communion that this day would remain as the most important and most memorable of their life. The second story happens quite a few decades later towards the end of the 19th century and a little girl in northern France made her first Holy Communion. She had prepared for it she had looked forward to it with much excitement and the day finally came. This is how she described the first time she received Jesus and I quote her words. I felt that I was loved and I said to Jesus, I love you and I give myself to you forever. It seemed like and was a fusion Jesus and I were no longer two. I had vanished in him as a drop of water vanishes into the ocean. Jesus alone remained. She ended her description of her First Holy Communion by recalling the joy she felt that day and the joy she experienced every time she received Christ in the Holy Eucharist. Today, that little girl is one of the most famous saints of the Catholic Church, St. Therese of Lisieux. Back in February this year, we were privileged and honoured to have her relics and the relics of her parents here in our cathedral in Armidale, and we venerated them with much joy. I think what St. Therese illustrates is that there is a great joy that flows from the certainty of being infinitely loved by God. And every time we receive Holy Communion, we receive a living person, Jesus Christ, who is God, who is love itself. So we too can say with St. Therese, I know that I am loved when I receive Holy Communion. And that certainty brings a joy that nothing can take away because I am safe in the hands of Jesus. After those two stories, I will say to the children that they should always remember that it is not something that they receive in Holy Communion, but it is someone We know that in the Holy Eucharist we receive Jesus Christ and we receive the whole Christ, not part of him. Everything that belongs to Jesus as a divine and human person is present in the Blessed Sacrament. So we should always remember that he is truly present. We do not receive a symbol of him. When we say that he comes to us in Holy Communion, It's not just a figure of speech. Of course, we know that Jesus, being God, is present everywhere through his power, keeping everything and everyone in existence. But nowhere else, except in the Blessed Sacrament, is Christ present in the fullness of his being. An example may help us to understand. If an Australian author writes a book and it is published worldwide... When someone reads it in Japan, perhaps the book translated into Japanese, then is the author present to the person in Japan who's reading the book? No, of course not. But the author's influence is present in the reader's heart and mind, but the author is not present. However, if the author flies to Tokyo and meets the reader, only then is the author substantially present. Holy Communion is the greatest treasure that Jesus has given us because it is his very and safest way to heaven. I will then say to the children that we older people, in witnessing them receive Jesus for the first time, are given to recall our own first meeting with him in our own First Holy Communion. And we are filled with gratitude for that day. And in a sense we relive that joy, sorry, we relive that day with joy and share in their joy on this, their First Holy Communion day. I will also remind them on this day of their First Holy Communion when they receive our Lord into their soul for the first time, that as well as our attendance at Sunday Mass, we can drop by the church and make a short visit to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament because he remains here or there rather in the church always. His humble, silent presence in the tabernacle calls for our humble silent presence before him. I will encourage the parents and the grandparents who are present to do this with their children, to take them into the church to make a visit, because this can be a great teaching moment. It's a powerful way of strengthening their love and the love of their children for Jesus Christ and strengthening their faith in him and passing on that faith to their children. The visit needn't be very long. It can just be a few minutes to greet Jesus and to offer a silent prayer. And then also, each time you pass by the church, on foot or in the car, you can say hello to Jesus by making the sign of the cross and bowing your head to indicate that you remember that he is really and truly present in the tabernacle. I will conclude by sharing with them what Pope Francis said to children making their first Holy Communion when he visited Bulgaria last year. He said, I ask you always to pray with the same enthusiasm and joy that you feel today. Remember that this is the sacrament of your first Holy Communion, not your last. Remember, too, that Jesus is always there waiting for you. I hope that today will be the beginning of many Holy Communions, so that your hearts may always, like today, be festive, full of joy and above all else, full of gratitude. And lastly, just to remind us that Christ's real presence in the Blessed Sacrament, in the tabernacle, and in Holy Communion, is a magnet which draws us to him so that we want to be where he is, to be with him, near him, and open our minds and hearts in conversation with him. But that will only happen if we allow it to. He will always invite us, but he will never force us. Jesus always wants to give us something, but he also wants to receive something from us. But after all, isn't that what love and friendship means?